This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Noelle Downing, welcome to the Mom Curious podcast. We are beyond thrilled. Oh Laura God. has been like a gunning for, for a long she's time. been gunning for this episode for a long time because we love your style. Oh my God, thank you. We I feel so you. honored. I'm glad I wear a good outfit. Such Here a good is. outfit. <laughs> we love your style. We love your message. Your baby is cute. Oh my God, ever so cute. I'm I'm so obsessed with her. So obsessed with her. And you're in the portal. I was just saying, you just, well, and also welcome to motherhood, right? Thank you. Because it's like you. the first year. This I is a big deal. No, the first year is so, everybody said it's really hard, but it's really fast. And I now coming out almost on the other side, I can say that that is so true. Mm. And I actually wish I would have embraced like the newborn stage a little bit more. What does that mean? I feel like I was so, I definitely had the baby blues for probably like eight, seven weeks-ish or so. Um, and I guess they call it the blues whenever it doesn't last longer than like some amount of time around there. Do you want to define it? Just so um, in case someone doesn't know what, what the baby blues are? Um, I don't want to give my own definition and not be 100% accurate. Yeah, but, but yeah, what, um, to you? for me... For me, what happened for me was first, I just want to say if you do suffer from postpartum or for postpartum depression or the postpartum blues, you're not alone. And uh, it happens to so many women. And it's something that's not talked about very often. And I feel like it's finally becoming more talked about. And for me, I every day I could have like the best day. I could be living my dream life, as I would say every day. Like I've wanted this baby for so long. And you know, my husband did take time off from his job and we would go to the park and go on these beautiful walks and blah, blah, blah. And when the sun would set every single day, mm-hmm. it didn't matter what I was doing, the tears would just fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be eating dinner outside Aperol spritz in hand and like the tears would just start mm-hmm. falling. Mm-hmm. Like every single day when the sun set. And mm-hmm. I started getting in this habit of doing which I, anytime I kind of go through like a dark time, I'll, I'll start writing in my five minute journal. And so me and my husband started doing that together just to like reflect on all of like the blessings that I have and like how just, I think putting into perspective that today really was a great day. Um, and that helped me with, cause you feel like lost. Like you feel like, it's confusing. yeah, it's really confusing. And I felt so alone, even though other women were messaging me cause I, I was openly talking about it. And telling me that I wasn't alone, like you just do, because it's not something that you have control over. It's just happening. And it's just how you feel. And again, like certain days. Yeah, and it's normal. And certain days, like, for example, especially my younger years, when I would like sleep in, that was always like a big, I would feel so off and just this sense of sadness, like looming sadness for the rest of the day. And so now I kind of know to wake up early. It wasn't like I could do anything like that that made me feel like I. It was a habit. You love the to sun. Make. I yeah. The sun loves I, it you. It was like yeah. And I but I guess this is a common occurrence for the sun setting to be like a marker mm. of like the end of a day. Mm. But because of that period being hard for me, um, bringing it back to what I was saying before is I kind of like wanted that time to go by faster, I mm-hmm. think because I didn't want to feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now knowing that, you know, and even if it didn't go away, like there is help out there. My doctor was like so understanding about, you know, if you really do feel this way again, sometimes it could pick up like later on and you could feel this way again. Like we have so many options for you. Um, I love, I love my OB. Do you want to give them a shout out? Because um, you already mentioned Dr. Ravi a- Kumar, Hi. you're the best. <laughs> This is a guy? Um, no, it's a it's a woman. Oh, She's nice. amazing. Um, and I'll never forget whenever she like showed up, whenever I was about to give when I it turns out I was like dilated quicker than they thought I would be. And me and my husband just showed her like crying because we were so relieved that she was there. Um This was in labor. Uh yeah, very high, high, high stress times. Um <laughs> but I think knowing that I would have gone back in time to be I think embrace the moment that I was in a little bit more. My angel, you did a great fucking job. Thank you. Thank that you. That was embracing the moment. And that was. Yeah. That's what yeah. that was. Yeah. 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 The like, the that sense of mommy guilt and like remorse and regret is so 
prevalent in literally all of us because we don't have <laughs> control over time. Yeah. And like yeah. we don't have control over how fast they grow. Yeah. And we don't have control over it's so much. so cute and depressing how fast they grow. I know. You were just saying that she's going to turn one. Yeah. And like... You know, I think a lot of people feel that way about the newborn period because no one gives them the heads up. And, you know, this is what we're here for is give you the heads up. <laughs> Here's it, your heads up. It does go by very fast. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it goes yeah. by very fast. You're going to be sleep deprived. You're going to be stretched. You're going to be so You're going to be stressed. But then Maybe you have you'll weeks have, where you get it back. Yeah. And then you have a hard night and it's nothing like the hard nights were before. But you know what's really interesting is that that imprint of that time never, ever, ever goes away. Yeah. It like always stays with you. So it's not like you missed out. You didn't miss out. That was your experience. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's, I, I feel like I always try to think of advice that I wish someone would have given me. And the biggest advice for us was I feel like nobody prepared us for how sleep deprived you would be. Like, why did, I think you forget. I think it's human, like that in order for our bodies to want us to make more babies, we like forget about what this hardship that we went through, but holy No, shit. I didn't forget. I, I mean, forget. I mean, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> still, I feel like I'm still not that far away from it, but nobody told me like, they'd be like, oh yeah, make sure you like get on a good sleep schedule, but it wasn't you are going to be tested in a way you have never been tested before. Although I will say occasionally I meet people who have like these angel babies and they just sleep totally fine. And I mean, Jesus is on their side. I need but. to tell you that, that Jesus is on their side and only yeah. their side. There are like a handful of them and they make us all feel like shit. Yeah. So like, and there are some people who are much more. Some of them have adept. the snoo. We did not get the snoo. I and, got the snoo and, and the, I was freaked out so I couldn't use it. Oh my God. I like bought the snoo. What's the, the snoo? Oh, sorry. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. So the snoo is this like, sh- this, this baby bassinet that um, rocks the child to sleep. Now yes. I got this. Good, it's like I a robot bassinet. Six years ago, I was like an early adapter and then I turned it on and it like rocked the baby and I was like, I can't do it. And then promptly, you know, didn't sleep for six years. Yeah. But um, wouldn't well, it, it rock its brain? Isn't that no, like not? It's, like, no, it's, it's not like it's that's not the tested. concern. It, just yeah. looked, it looked too intense for me. The concern, yeah, it. I guess it will. It's really supposed to mimic, especially thinking about when they're first born, the mimic of, no, not even that, what it feels like to be rocking in your stomach, like you walking around. Because that's a lot of the time when they would be lulled to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the rocking is pretty intense. The main reason why people have like an not wanting to use this new and they have this negative thing in their head is because then people say transitioning from that and it's small. It's like just a bassinet to a like big kid crib, if you will, then they won't sleep in it because they need that movement to be lulled to sleep. Right. That's I like, guess. Well, yeah. There's for, that. But for you, it was like the actual movement, like but freaked you out a little. Totally. And I also, there are people who are so much, um, have like a real tolerance for sleep training, which I didn't have. Like there are yeah. so many variables to why people, you know, there, there are people with Jesus on their side around sleep yeah, and why yeah. there are not. And like, I just want to say that for most people, you're going to be sleep deprived for some period of yes. time. It, you know, babies need, they need your help. They don't have, um, they don't have a frontal lobe. They don't have, they, they've never been, they've never lived on this earth before. Like, yeah, they, no, it's terrifying. <laughs> I, I, I feel for them. I yeah. really do. <laughs> feel for you but also can you just sleep when no. did you when did she start sleeping through the night did that happen yet um yes she's good she actually a few weeks ago we transferred her to her own room and nice. since then my quality of life mm. has just skyrocketed mm. um but she's actually teething right now but she's still been pretty good actually it's I'm not so as glad. bad as when the two the first two teeth came in that was that was rough but um but she sleeps really good it was just so hard in the beginning. I remember, I guess I just, there was just one night, sorry, I hit the microphone. There was one <laughs> night where, I talk with my hands a lot. There were <laughs> there was one night, I say one night, it was probably like three days, where we really, it, the non-sleep was adding up. We probably had total like three or four hours of sleep at this point. And my mother-in-law, I love my mother-in-law. I'm very, I have a blessed, like beautiful, amazing mother-in-law. And, um, she sent us an email telling us like 
just that how, you know, ever needs us for everything. It was just really beautiful and I'm not going to capture it, but it was exactly what we needed to hear at the time in this moment where it was so rough for us. And I think she was just thinking about us in that moment. And me and Danny just both start like sobbing, mm. sobbing, reading this email about how, you know, we're, we're her whole world to her. So, you know, it, she's adjusting to this new world, blah, blah. It was so beautiful. And, um, and so that was, but that, that also was like one of the darkest times, like in the <laughs> beginning. So we really needed that email. And from then I was like, you know, we got this. And we started watching some like baby. I think that once we got into a rotation of like, what are they called? It's like. Eat, play, sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. Eat, play, sleep. Yeah, once you started doing that during the day, because in the beginning you're so tired that you just do want to hold the baby rest and just like rest too. And I was like, no, no, we have to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And because I think that was also tying to like my how funky I was feeling and everything. So once I went full like trainer mode on that, it really helped. But that was hard for me just to get to that place. It's that hard. Like, I'm proud of you for doing it. I was like, we have to do this. Yeah, like, you have to. Well, I I think it's pretty amazing that you kept your work up all this time. Yeah. Is that really important it, to you to It's yeah, it, it, I'd say it's really important to me. There's definitely days that I wake up and I'm like do do I just want to be like a full-time stay-at-home mom and, yeah. and not like and I don't think that goes away based on talking to like certain moms. I think sometimes you just feel that way. My sister-in-law worked she has four four boys. Um, she worked full time, hardcore until they were, you know, all in middle school, and then she took off. I think for maybe two years, she took off, and she was like, you know, I wasn't like a baby person. She was great. She's like an amazing mother. She's like, I didn't feel like I wanted to be there at home. Mm-hmm when they were babies, but now I get to like do homework with them. I get to, you know, be with them and talk to them about their lives. You know, like it's not, it's not like we need to stop our lives right when we have babies and make those decisions. Like every day, every year, every phase we get, we have the right. Yeah. Yeah. Based on our life circumstances and being responsible, we have the right to pause, to go back. Social media is not kind to that though. <laughs> so Tell me. Oh, the algorithm. That's, oh, the that's ag- like, yeah. It, Tell me I what you do for work. Tell me. It, so um, I, for lack of a better term, an, an influencer uh, or content creator, I feel like that's a little bit more of a... I like it. But for some people, either. you say influencer and they either have something negative in their head or they like influencers and they totally get it. Um, well, I like what you do. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate I think it. it. I think you live really artfully. And that your message is helpful. You know, I feel like, like you were saying, like all those, all those babies with Jesus on their side and their mothers who are sleeping somehow at two weeks in and whatever, bless them. But also, you know, they have the time to pump out um, a lot of content that isn't necessarily supportive for everyone. I think it can be supportive for some people, but, um, you know, I think your voice is really helpful in this world. Yeah. Not to mention beautiful, Vi- visually. I'm an open beautiful. Book. Yeah. <laughs> and just we appreciate who I that. Am. I can't help but be that. And there's times where I feel like that shocks people in an off-putting way. But <laughs> does it? Yeah. I, I think living in New York, there's so many different types of people. And I'm always just like, and I, I'm always, I always say I'm just like a normal girl. Like I'm just normal. But you're a normal girl with like profound talent. I mean, you're <laughs> thank so you. Ta- okay, so so you're an influencer, but you you are in the niche of um, fashion. Yeah, design. the niche of fashion. A little bit of like uh, home decor, and I feel like that's a lot of my TikTok is like home decor. The home decor is let's not minimize the home decor. Let's, is oh my is god, great! The, I what love you've done the home decor. We're literally so here much. That's for, like my passion project. What you've done with the house upstate is really quite phenomenal. And thank I will you. say, I just have to give you this compliment, Noel. You have been an <laughs> open you. book and have been doing this way before you were even a mom. I mean, for a you, decade, I realized you have been open about your parents. You yes. have been, which I'm sure has helped many people going through similar experiences. Yeah. You've been extremely open about your body and body positivity, which personally has like been huge for me. I mean, yeah. to see 
another girl with lack of a better term, giant boobs. Yeah. And yeah. just like out living your best life is like super um fortifying. Like I can do that too. I don't have to like walk around with like, you know, like the most extreme, insane bra and yeah. like I'm like a buttoned up shirt, which is hilarious yeah. because you know, but um That's hey, button up today. shirts are cute too though. But you like, know. you know, you really have like just completely um elevated women and uplifted the spirit oh of the collective, like, which is kind of the premise of the show that we've created here, right? So it's just, um, I love when people, like, these types of moments come together and my bracelets are jangling. Oh, you can't see me, but I'm blushing. And <laughs> Or maybe you can't see we me. Can't, they can't see you. <laughs> they can't see me. Um, and what I'll just say is, like, thank you. Thank you for holding the space it's for all right. of us thank because you. it's truly, it's been, you have taken us through every journey, you know, with you for, like yeah. you said, the last 10 years, yeah. you know? And it's it's remarkable. Thank you for being open because so many people that do create content are not particularly yeah. open. And yeah. then it's to scary. Daniela's point, it's- People are mean. Not as helpful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, get in. Yes, tell us about that, please. Oh my God, there's people a whole- mean to you online. I, I'm sorry. There, there was a one, I mean, it wasn't actually mean, but like e- even the, the comments around your your body postpartum. Yeah. Um, and your response is like, what? I just had a baby and breastfed. My, oh, my yeah. Body, that like, my weight's going to fluctuate. Yeah, I was um, like, it's funny because I actually read the question and didn't even think about that. I was like, yeah, my body fluctuates. And my assistant was like, well, yeah, you just grew a baby. <laughs> Like carried a baby and birthed the baby and then breastfed the baby. And I was like, oh shit, you're right. Like, and you looked beautiful it, the entire way through. Thank you. Thank you. It, but it, it was just like funny because I didn't even, I don't know. I, I didn't even like think about it when the person sent the question in. But I get why some people don't want to share the vulnerability of just putting it all out there. Yeah, I or, struggle or with it's, that. Or it's hard. It's like hard to sometimes. Like if... I'm a big advocate of like, don't put it all out there if you feel like your cup is like, you're not taking care of yourself first. Um, so sometimes people will ask me, uh, I'm trying to think of a top, for example, our bunny, uh, right around the time, which sounds silly, it was a bunny, but it was like our first baby that Danny and I got together. And uh, right around the time I actually found out I was pregnant, but the bunny, Monty was the bunny's name, he passed away. And then like two weeks later, I actually found out that I was pregnant and I've I've never really talked about it online because it's not really something. It's like hard for me. Like I I start crying like so much of the time talking about it. So you know, there's certain things that I don't talk about that I feel like I am still healing from or I feel uncomfortable talking about. Um, both my parents have passed away when I was younger, so that that's something that I'm very comfortable talking about. And I think that. Uh, you can feel alone in the experiences of life and navigating that without parents. Mm. And that's like a big reason why I talk about that. And then I think sometimes people, I feel like I don't even talk about it that much, but then there's certain people that are like, oh, this girl, she won't stop talking about her dead parents. And I'm like- You know what? I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. I feel like you- I feel like I don't talk about it that much. No, you you don't. In fact, I think we should take a a moment to, to ask, well- Tell us more. Yeah, yeah. Because there are people in this situation, especially like having a baby. Yeah, no. Into the world. You were were just talking about your mother-in-law and how helpful she was. Thank God for her. No, yeah. I'm so thankful for her. And I think that's a big part of why our bond is so strong is because I— So my mom passed when I was seven of colon cancer. And I was so little that I don't really remember like any of my mom's mannerisms— I don't remember what her voice sounded like. I don't remember, like, the way that she held herself. Like, so many little things that I think now, having a daughter, I think about if she would remember me, if, you know, just the journey of that. But, um, so she passed when I was seven of colon cancer. And then my dad, when I was 16, passed away of a massive heart attack randomly. Um, It wasn't like we saw it coming or anything like that. And I always say that because there's such a big difference of like death that you expect and death that you don't expect. And you know that difference. And I know both of them, yes. Um, and they're both horrible. Uh, but it also is so different losing someone when you're 16 and losing someone when you're seven. And my dad, I actually can remember like silly little things. My mom, I almost exclusively remember 
the night that she died, which at that point she was really like gone and it, you know, she wasn't fully there. Um, but, and I kind of remember she loved flamingos. So we had this one bathroom that was filled with flamingos <laughs> and we used to take a shower together a lot. And that's like one of the only other things that I remember is like the joy and closeness that I felt like I can I have that feeling like somewhere in me that I can feel. Mm. And those are like the only two things that I feel. Yeah, we take, we pretty much always take a bath together, actually. It's so annoying to take out like the baby baths and stuff. I'd rather just get in the bath with her, honestly. I I felt the same way, by the way. Yeah. I also just like really enjoyed, I I couldn't, um, I couldn't really breastfeed for very long. And I knew that skin to skin, you know, skin to skin in general, they say it right after birth, but skin to skin, Person to person is so important. Yeah. And so I just always loved bathing with my babies. Yeah. Ever loves being naked too. So bless her. <laughs> Although she has really cute clothes. Yeah, she does have so she does, does have really cute clothes. I've actually had to cut myself off a little because she has too many clothes. <laughs> yeah, because then she grows out of them so quickly. Yeah, she does. Especially like I feel like in the last month she's gone through a big growth spurt and I had to like go through the clothes and I was like, oh my God, this is so depressing. It's crazy. My baby. Do you think you're going to have another one? Um, That's a really uh, personal question. No, no, no. I just really it's went for okay. it. It's a-okay. It's a-okay. I, oh, I, I, I only say that because you could keep the clothes. I, I know, I know. I have been keeping like some of my favorites for sure. I'm like, even if I don't, I, I think it's cute to hand some down to her. Again, I think of all these things that I didn't get and I didn't. I don't have anything from when I was little. Danny's mom actually has some stuff from when he was little. I think we... It's so hard because I have a friend who has two kids and sometimes she's like, man, we should have stopped at one. (laughs) (laughs) But then I feel like when they're older, it just, and then I think about the element of, of, you know, what if Danny and I did pass away and I, and ever was the only one and like what happened to me? And you're an only child. No, I'm not. I'm not. So I had other siblings, but I'm like, imagine if she didn't, Mm. like, would that be harder for her? And I think it would be. Um, And that's, that's a real concern. Yeah. Because it happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I think the probability of it happening is not very likely, (laughs) but in my mind, it feels like a very real thing. And, um, Danny, though, has a five-year age difference between all of his siblings, and I kind of like that. I definitely am nowhere near ready. I'm not having two under two. I'm not having unless no, unless enough. an accident happens, which I really hope not. Um, we do not plan on having kids like really close together or anything like that. So then they each have honestly like his old, his younger sister and him are the closest, and they're ten years apart. So, oh, great. Like, she lives in New York and everything, and he's from California. So my, we got her to come over here. <laughs> my brother is 10 years older than me. My sister is seven years older than me. Yeah. I do think that having a large age gap is a good idea yeah. for the parents, for sure. Yeah. And like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I only have one. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tiring. Yeah, it it's is. a lot of work. Also, because, you know, we're supposed to be doing this in a village. Yeah. And you, you know, we were. Talking. I heard someone say this the other day, and I was like, wow, yeah. Yeah, and and like really two of the very pri- primary village members yeah. aren't there, and that's a that's significant. Like, thank God for Danny's yeah. mom, and you know we're trying to get her. And to I'm like sure you have a nanny time here. <laughs> Can she I do please? have a nanny? Shelby's amazing. Thank God for nannies. I uh, yes, yeah. I, I have a question. Yeah. Now you're both Brooklyn moms. Also ah. both married to Dan's, by the way. Oh my God. Uh, love a Dan. Love a Dan. Love a love Dan. Dan. We love a Dan around is here. Is it Dan is it Daniel full? It is Daniel. Okay, Dan yeah. is Daniel yeah. full too. Yeah. <laughs> but d- when you're thinking about having Danielle, you have two. When you were thinking about a second, does space come into play? Because I mean, you're big Brooklyn yeah. girls. Yeah, you know? oh my God, yeah, that's true. You love BK. <laughs> I'm not practical like that, so my mind didn't even think of that. Hadn't even been a process in my head yet. No, space is a real thing. Yeah, um, my kids share a room, yeah. um, and I think it's cute, but it's also like babies are loud, toddlers are loud, they wake each other up. Tired people are grumpy. Grumpy yeah. people are mean. Yeah. You oh. know, that's a real thing. You know, we're supposed to be outside a lot. Although you have an upstate place. Yeah. Do you go every weekend? We were going every weekend. And then I swear we keep having like a birthday party or something mm-hmm. the last like two months. And it's been really hard. We've only we've only gone up like two or three times. But I'm hoping this summer we will be. 
Yeah, but you're really good with space. That's the thing. Like, you optimize the space really well. Yeah. Did you go to school for design? No. I, dro- I dropped out of college and moved to New York. <laughs> how, did, how did you come to your life? I mean, I, you're like a miracle. I, <laughs> like, what, you're like Some of a the most badass, successful people that I know, at, at, like, coming from me, a college graduate, either didn't go at all or dropped out. Yeah. Like, uh, literally... Aces. Yeah. No, it's it. It's funny. Like, there's so many people like that. Like, my, even my um, my husband's dad, he works for, like, a bread company. He doesn't anymore. Actually, now he has his own bread company. Um, but he invented the recipe for the chalupa. Mm-hmm. Um, Casual. And he moved from Israel when he was, like, 14. And... He never went to college and is extremely successful. Um, and honestly, for him, it's he has a great work ethic and he's really innovative. Yeah. And he had to be. Like, you know, he moved to America and had to. I love and, that. And I think that that's like obviously not the same. And I've been blessed in a lot of ways that I don't think that Eric, Danny's dad, ha- you know, had the same convenience of that. Um, but I just had, like, if I wanted to move to New York and I wanted to make my life be what it is, and I had no one to help me, so I had to figure it out. And I worked retail for a long time. Like, when I first moved, um, I actually used to live on Thompson, um, and uh, that was, like, my first year that I lived in New York. In Soho. In Soho, yeah. Just giving everyone the lay of the land, you know? I got, um, like, literally... (laughs) such a small amount of money from my parents dying for my inheritance. I sold my car and that was like a built into like my inheritance thing. I sold my car, which wasn't worth that much because it did not have, um, it didn't even have a stereo. Like it did, it it had AC, but it, it was like roll down windows, but it was like a new car. But my stepmom's kind of crazy, and she asked for it to have none of like the whistles, basically. Oh. So thanks, stepmom. Um, yeah, we won't we won't get into the stepmom drama um, in case she still lurks my life, which I actually don't know. But um, but she. So this was the car that I had. So once I sold it, I literally paid my friend's mom because she didn't trust me. Understandably, I was eighteen to pay my rent. Um, so I paid her like all of my money from that, like wow. for like six months to live there um, up front from like the car and everything. So after that, um, I mean, my first job here, I was I was a personal assistant um, and then I worked at Madewell, like literally on Broadway. <laughs> wow. Um, and I worked there for probably two years, like a year and a half, two years. Um, and then I worked, uh, at, and got, we trust IGWT was the name. It was a play on like money. Cause most of the things were made in New York specifically. Um, and it's sad. They don't have a store here anymore, but it was really cool. And the reason I learned about it is Madewell used to carry these little lockets that said funny little sayings like, fuck my face and stuff like that. Nice. And that was like the whole, the whole vibe of it. Um, and I, from working there, I feel like that was around the time that I, I don't know, I felt like I started taking photography more. I, w- I would do photography for random, like even the personal assistant I worked for, I would go to events for him to take just photography of people just vibing and stuff like that for his blog. And I've always been obsessed with blogs. Um, and then from then, I... A friend of mine, now a friend of mine, who I ended up working for later, Jag Lever is her handle name. Um, I She moved down the street from the Williamsburg location of the store that I worked at. And I was like, do you want to come in and like just like try on some stuff and like hang out, blah, blah, blah. And she actually came in and then, and she was like a big influencer at the time. It was like a lookbook dot and you girl, if anybody knows what that was. And then I started working for her. And then from there, just... Um, you know, I I always say though, like it's just with social media, you just have to like show up and do it for a long time. Yeah, but you're—I'm not even talking about your social media skills, which are great. I mean, they are. You are super consistent in your video so much, style though. and your and your writing, and yes, absolutely. But and I'm just—what about you've the design? Made real element? friends, also, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. amazing. Which you also have made real. You've both made like yeah. real, honest to make, God friendships. I'm going to make Noel my. 
I, I know friend. you will. I have no, no doubt. I'm going to get Drew Barrymore. <laughs> we got Danny, Danny, and Danny, and I'll speak to oh your your father in law in Hebrew. It's going to be great. Oh my god, he We're would love that. Blast. He would love that. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, but I mean, even to put the design element, your your skill is like off the chain. Thank you. It really is. I how, love- did, how did you do that? And were you always super artistic as a child? Um, I've I feel like yet yeah, my mom was a dance and art teacher, so I feel like it's just like in again, mm. like I wish that that's a part of my life that I could have tapped into more. And I did dance for ten years, but um, that part is not within me anymore. I'm a ter- I'm, I'm a terrible dancer, but I like to dance. Um. But I, yeah, I've always, I, I mean, actually, when I went to school, I wanted to major in art. And then I was like, I'm not going to, I was like, there's definitely nothing that's going to work out for me in this. And, and then my friend was moving to New York. So that was a big part of the poll there. But um, I just, yeah, I've, I've always, I've always loved photography. I've always loved clothes and the element of, not really high fashion clothes. I've always really loved having a really approach ability to it and it being for everyone. Mm-hmm. Just like the normalness of it mm. and the daily life of it versus like, don't get me wrong, I, I love like a fun photo shoot sometimes too. But um, but I think just, I don't know, your, your average outfit is so oh, fun. Oh no, I've bought so many average quote unquote average outfits like th- items thank you like <laughs> yeah, from what she shares yes right? yeah, so have. literally <laughs> like, thanks guys like yeah, a thank you. cropped like tiny yeah. shirt to go underneath other shirts yeah. like it, which you have a million of I now have a million of yeah. like there are just so many good everyday pieces that you're like giving first of all it's just cutting it's saving us all time I don't yeah. have to look for it yeah well because no, when you go on their website too you're you're only seeing it on one other than the few brands that actually have branched out you're seeing it on one type of body type and you know I got tig old bitties mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah no can we get into that a little bit actually yeah, yeah how did you come to I mean you're basically modeling like on your page for sure like yeah how did you come to sort of cast yourself in that role how did you sort of feel like I'm going to show you how this looks on you know I, my body as opposed to the same old body that we're used to yeah seeing. I think it's it's crazy actually looking back at photos because in the blogger space I was probably only one size bigger mm. than a lot of, especially in the beginning, like I'm talking like nine, 10 years ago, I was probably only one size bigger. I was probably a four, sometimes a six. And that was like- Which is tiny. Yeah, no. When I look at photos, I'm like, it's crazy because that was probably when I had the most toxic relationship with my body. Yeah, four or six. That's like a classic toxicity of like, you know. And, And a big part of it was like, and it still is the fashion industry. And at that time, I think I still- really idolized these this certain vibe that's more high fashion and even though I, I wasn't like that at all I just think I didn't know any better that was really what was out there and there weren't that many other options or many other influencers and that's really what you saw was more of that it was like the acne girl like you know very you, it was magazines yeah we came up with magazines blogs were refreshing once yeah. that became and even still then the space was yeah, really even still then and it was kind of around that time that it started changing and it, honestly in the beginning I did feel uncomfortable because I felt like and again like I'm saying I was like one size bigger than the other girls that I really looked up to um I felt like I w- I shouldn't be doing this like that I wasn't the right size to be doing this you're the perfect size yeah and then I was like at some point I was like I just love doing this I don't care and I just started sharing like consistently even before I had anybody watching what I was doing I still uploaded Instagram like so many times a day this was back when people really would upload like three times a day but I just loved it I just loved uploading like, and po- like posting. Yeah, I would yeah. just share my outfit again, y'all. I probably oh, had like the day, forty-five right? people following me, and all every single one of them just being my friends. And I would upload like my outfit, just a pretty angle of like a coffee shop, just because I love doing it, and I always have. And that is really, I just started doing it, and then along the way, you know, getting older, um, I got on birth control at some point. That actually definitely contributed to my body changing and shifting. And that entire process is 
just I just show up and be me, whatever size that is. And now I have like a neutralness about it. I, I definitely don't get me wrong. There's days, and I think especially postpartum, there were days that were harder where I think it was more going through this journey where I felt like my body wasn't mine. And then breastfeeding and really feeling like my body wasn't mine. And now I finally kind of feel like I'm on the other side of that. Mm. But um, but yeah, I just, I love, I love doing it. Like I, I'm like, I don't care. Even if there were like 10 people that just liked seeing me do it, I would, I would still do it for the 10 people. <laughs> I love that. I just love it. I just think it's fun. It's a testament though to your success on the internet. I believe when you do things from a completely, yes. you know, a place of true love and enjoyment, yeah. it's easier to keep it going because yeah. you don't feel burdened by no, it it's because it is true. a lot like yeah. it's a lot people no, don't realize lot. how much yeah. goes into it but oh my god i spent like 10 hours yesterday working on that wes anderson video that i uploaded last it was night so good. it took you so it? long me and my assistant did it it took so long so long yeah like so tell us about the what what goes into your content like what's a day in the life um a day in the life because you're also a mommy, which I'm sure has changed the day. Yeah, in life, it has right? changed a lot. And honestly, I actually really love. Um, I now I like sharing this new version where I I do like sharing photos with ever, um, and until I feel until I and, and if I potentially feel uncomfortable sharing her one mm. day, I'm, I'm still like I don't I don't know. I yeah. fe- I feel I don't know, but um, I. Like, I even take when I take photos with her, there's this unperfectness because I'm, I'm getting five to 10 shots and that is what it is. And she's not, that's like, there's a beautifulness in that of mm. having it's kind of like when you shoot on film and you're not taking like a ton of shots. Mm. And, um, I like just, I don't know, I love I, again, it's tied into like, I love sharing the little moments in my life that yeah. I just think are beautiful. And I'm like, let's. Maybe other people can enjoy this beautiful moment too. Mm-hmm. Or it might inspire them to like go ha- take a few pictures with their baby in Central Park or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, or feel like it's okay. I actually had a lot of people message me because last week um, our nanny took a vacation and I got invited to this really cool Marvelous Mrs. Maisel event mm-hmm. where the cast was going to be there. And I asked them, I was like, it's okay. Like no worries if not, but can is it okay if I bring my daughter? Um, and they were like, yeah, totally, of course. And she was actually a huge hit with the cast. And Rachel, I always say her last name wrong. Cross my hand. Yeah. She has to hold ever, and it was <laughs> so cute. And I think I got so many messages because I shared that with them and that so many women were like, I would be so scared to bring my kids or I'd be nervous to even ask them. So like, thank you for sharing this because it honestly might inspire me next time I'm invited to something really cool and I think I can't bring my kids or that everybody's going to be annoyed that uh, I should go for it. And I actually find that the entertainment industry is pretty kid-friendly. Yeah. Um, we like There's some of their grandkids, cute- the actor's grandkids yeah. are there and stuff. I used to bring my babies to auditions and I would just like, you know, when they were babies and they were easy to hand off, my son more than my daughter because of COVID and because of their temperaments, they would just, I, you know, sit with the, the actors in the waiting room and then I'd go audition yeah. and come out and um, not necessarily for like TV and film, but certainly for commercials. That was very, very common. There would always be a school-age kid oh, doing their I homework in the waiting room. Now it's different because like we're doing all of our auditions and callbacks. Most of our callbacks are from home, so it's a little bit different. Which I hate, yeah. personally. I hate that all of the casting and stuff that we're it's so squarely remote still. Yeah. And the fact that that oh, hasn't come back hybrid is bizarre. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. But my my question, not question, but remembrance, is when COVID was dying down and you were rehearsing for that play, Yeah, you did bring the kids with you, correct? Well, the play was really dark, so I didn't end up bringing them to rehearsal. But when I do concerts... Singing. That's, it was, when it was, I sing and it's light and I have a song and then I'm watching another person sing, like, and my mom can come or the babysitter... Um, the the peop, like actors love kids. Yeah, no, they, are it, kids. it was literally like yeah. you're a magnet to all of the actors. It was so funny. Yeah, and it honestly made it like even more fun. It was awesome. Yeah, I think it com- there comes a point where 
it can be hard to focus. I don't know if you if you have this experience where you're like, oh I yeah, actually, my mom like brain edit. was mush. My conversation <laughs> like that I could hold was definitely to a limitness. Yeah, because you're like you want to keep the baby like comfortable, yeah, and, and all that. Or or even when you're doing like writing, I was telling Laura that like you know when I when I need to write, like that's yeah. harder for me because I can't actually juggle like being with my kids and like writing something meaningful or yeah. editing something. So like- No, that- I know exactly what you mean. Even an Instagram caption, I have to go get somewhere and be in my zone. I can't, it's, it's hard. It's just, I think a part of your brain is just so focused on your kids and yeah. it just is like a human thing. I mean, it's literally like, you know, yeah. biology and children are loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, the like more, biology the more it's also I volume, talk, you know? Yeah, yeah. The more I talk ever, like, tries to talk at the same time that I'm talking. So if Danny, if I'm, like, on a conference call, I can't. I have to go away because then she starts talking. She's like, ah! When did you get your nanny? Like, how old was she? How, how was that process of hiring someone that you love? It. To love her. Well, I'm trying to think. It was August or September, um, and our nanny was actually, I, hiring a nanny was a terrifying process. Terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. And it's not, I used to be a nanny, and that both brings me comfort and also makes me terrified uh, <laughs> at the same time. Uh-huh. And that was another one of my random jobs that I had for like a year or two in New York before I, you know, got into what I'm in now. But um, I really... We kept, I forget the website, but we were on a website. My husband kept like messaging with people and we did a few phone interviews and some of the answers were insane. Like obviously any jobs, like what, what's something that you think you're not great at? Like blah, blah, blah. And one of the people that we interviewed was like, oh, well, you know, when the baby is crying and is upset and you can't figure out like what they want, that really stresses me out. And I was like, your whole we're job? done. We're yeah. done. Like, I, I don't, I was like, that's not like, that's not. That's literally you feel, your only job. I'm like, if you feel out. comfortable telling me this answer, then that means there's a whole lot more here. And, and so going through that process, I, I was just like, okay, none of these are, or it's, it's hard hiring people. I think even like employees, like in my job in general, I, um, it's just hard. The, it's like not a fun process. But you um, do it. You would have to do it because you're working on a really high level. Yo, yeah. You're momming on a really high yeah, level. Yeah, no. You're I fucking it. cute and lovely when you walk into a room. You would have to have support. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. No. And I and I even feel like even with all that, there is like a section of my brain that's just permanently fried. Uh but yeah. but then so my friend Steffi, her assistant or past assistant actually she has a new that she all left on good terms but um she still does like some of my like depop like clothes like i i like resell some of my clothes oh that's um, smart and can i buy some i yeah um i mainly do it i honestly donate like most of the profits from it but i do it out of like a clothes reuse like thing, I don't know. I've, I mean, I've, I'm right down the block. I can, I can, I can come swing by. Um, yeah. Well, so she came by though to get the clothes, and she had her friend Shelby with her. And I ever needed to eat, I'd whipped out the boob, was feeding ever, and Shelby was really interested in ever, and was just being really sweet with ever, and they were just really. I got really good vibes, and I was like, if you you know, I'm, I'm looking for a nanny. If you know anyone who is, that you think might be good, like send them my way, blah, blah, blah. Um, Cause I didn't want to insinuate that they would want to be my nanny. But I was like, if you know anyone, like, let me know. And Shelby was like, oh my God, they were working like another, at another store at the time. And they were like, I would really love to, like, I'm going to send you my resume tonight, blah, blah, blah. And they did. And like, we love, Shelby's like a part of the family now. Shelby, so. we love you. We love you, we, Shelby. Oh, we, we couldn't have this conversation without yeah, Shelby. Yeah, no, quite literally. No, no, like an actual literal like, yes. conversation could not be had without yes, Shelby. Literally. No, I think about how, like, I don't know. It's it's hard because I take ever to baby class and I have seen some nannies that don't like Engage. Not yeah. that you necessarily need to connect with the baby. Shelby really does connect with Ever. Um, but they just don't love what they're doing or they don't, you know, it's not for them. And 
it's really hard because obviously the kid doesn't understand it. It breaks my heart. Like, yeah. It's wild. When I lived in Battery Park City, because it's just very family-focused, I think it's a lot of new parents that are deciding if they want to even stay in New York or move to the Burbs. It's very much the vibe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a park and you can't avoid it. That you know, And you see so many of these nannies that are literally just on their phone or talking to one another. Mm, yeah. And like, not at all. I'm like, I could steal these kids. Yeah. I could yeah. steal all these kids. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And if I'm noticing it, I don't have any kids. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, but you were a kid, so you know how painful that is. But I no, I, no, but I, I was a nanny and I and I think about like I remember I would there were some days where I was really exhausted because I had like two and a half jobs at that point. And I it's like it's like such a hard like give and take in that whole situation because I recognize that for some people they're just hustling so hard and that's a part of why they're checked out or they're so exhausted and they're just trying to like make ends meet but it's the kid that doesn't understand and that's what breaks my heart yeah for especially just little like the little babies like it's just I I had to stop teaching because I was too sensitive to that experience actually I was teaching little kids and I just like I saw this one I saw a couple things but I saw this one nanny like pull the kid by pull a baby by her legs to like move her and I was just like no yeah it's stuff like that can't I actually I know that 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 baby is cared for and all of but for me and my eyeballs I I can't I can't yeah. I can't see it that said without that nanny that mom can't provide a good life for those children yeah so maybe not that nanny in particular but but what you said earlier like it is very hard to find yeah. assistance it's hard to find nannies it's hard to find editors it's hard yeah it's to, hard it's hard to be a boss it's yeah. hard it this is hard and it's important yeah, because some without, people love that and they thrive at that. That is not me. <laughs> oh, like, like be uh, I don't know, like outsource. I don't know. Like yeah, some people really do have great hiring skills. They can do great interviews and they genuinely thrive at stuff like that. That's not that's not me. So far, so good. I got to um, give it to you. So far, so good. Because otherwise, you know. I never had a nanny, um, and like the few times that I had like a real babysitter, I would just like stick around because I'm like, I don't, I, I haven't had the experience where I'm like, I trust this person absolutely, yeah, no questions asked, yeah. Um, I also work from home most of the time, so that helps that I am it like, does there help. a lot for yeah. sure, yeah. Um, but I do think that trust is really important that yeah. like if we want women in the workforce we if we want women in the workforce and there are some women who really you know want to be at home and I am a huge advocate of like let's make that happen for them too yeah but if we do want women in leadership we also need their children to be taken care of yeah yeah we we need that yeah um and it's hard like mentally that if you don't feel like that's happening like that's hard yeah, I'm they're so happy also that's intimately you. in your. Um, oh yeah, that's, they're also intimately yeah, in your space. They, they, so like for me, it would be almost more about like how sounds insane, but like how they were like I have to interact with you. No, yeah. that does not like, sound insane. That is no, a no, huge no. Part. That's a huge part. A huge part. And I think working from home that affects like the whole energy of my workflow and me. And if I feel comfortable like talking to the camera or filming something, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I have to I have to film in my underwear a lot because I share <laughs> a lot of like just body positive things or you know just getting ready with me and stuff like that. And you know, it had to be someone that felt like that was an environment that they felt okay with being in too, totally, and didn't feel uncomfortable in. So talking about body positivity, you have a daughter. Yes. What do you hope for her? Oh my God. I actually was thinking about this earlier because I was, so I was listening this past week. I've been listening to like some of your episodes and things oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. And this, one of like the interviews like made me think about this. And I, I, it's so hard for me because I, I know, so my mom had a body type, nothing like mine. She was like six foot two, um, was a ballerina and was extremely, <gasps> extremely thin and, had a ballerina body. Like that was her body type. And, um, my dad also was really tall, but definitely like the, my body type is more from him, his side of the family. And, uh, for her, I am already trying to get in the habit where I don't like say 
there's so many different phrases that, and I'm, I feel like I'm going to mess up saying some of these right now, but um, even for example, being like, wow, you ate all of that and you want more, like things like that, that really making sure I don't say things like that. And, um, or even being like, it's hard because honestly, I really am for the most part in a really good place with myself. So I really don't try something on and be like, oh shit, this doesn't fit. Like I feel awful. Mm. Um, but I think being more conscious of that because I really do want her to, unfortunately, social media, the negatives of it. All, I see so many young kids and the impact that it has on them negatively um, that there's certain things that are going to be out of my control in that regard. But I really yeah, but just want- her mom too. Yeah, That's I want her to see imprint. a mom that has a good relationship with her body mm-hmm. and that she, because they say it's like something crazy, like 72% of little girls uh, see their body based on how their mom sees their body. And it's like a huge statistic. And, and honestly, for a lot of people that I think suffer with eating disorders, you a lot of it will stem down to the way that their mom either talked about them or the way that their mom talked about them, themselves, like in one or the two or both. And that breaks my heart. And, and, and my mom was like a pageant mom. So I kind of feel like my experience with my body might have been harder um, you if were the pageant we ha- girl or she was? She was. Um, and it might have th- been harder if she had. I think, I think that my relationship with my body might have been harder because my body was nothing like her body. And, um, you know, I think that she just grew up in the place that was very like Southern lady needs to look this certain type of way. I mean, when, when I was like two until probably when my mom got diagnosed around when I was six, I slept in foam rollers every night because I, my mom really liked like the Shirley Temple, like curly cute. Yeah. I mean, you must have looked really cute. I looked really cute. I also had sun in in my hair. So my hair was blonde. Yeah. It goes, it goes, the, the, the wow. Southern vibes go deep. If you look at my baby pictures. So deep. I look cute as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet. But yeah, I think I would have a little bit more of some toxicness. What in, happened after? In there. Um, then, I mean, all that was, I, I, I definitely have a few weird things from my stepmom and from like that relationship that was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and just from like bullying in general. Um, you were bullied? Oh my God. One, I'll never forget. No One girl told me, I was bullied both from a body hair point of view and also from a like, I'll never forget. I was bullied by boys. And that's actually like, one of, I actually transferred high schools. I went to a private school my freshman year and everybody called me, I say everybody, this group of guys. Yeah, but it felt like everybody because that felt like like everybody and everybody knew about it. It was like a whole, it wasn't that big of a school. Um, They called me warrior woman and said that I had cankles and that like really, I didn't understand a lot of it. And I, honest to God, I still don't. Um, they, but they would draw like playing cards of me, but it would be like really these like really just like not nice thing. It, the time and detail that these kids went into this is crazy. And they ended up getting uh, suspended. Is suspended whenever you're like mm-hmm. off for a few days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a few days. And then I really had to transfer schools because everybody hated me. Um, but that... I mean, there was a time a girl told me my eyebrows were really bushy, so I literally shaved off, like, from the middle of my eyebrows to here. The eyebrow and bullying then, is real. That yeah, was real when yeah. I was little. I mean, the body hair bullying is a very real thing. Yes. Yes. And that was from you know a girl. That wasn't even from a guy. I grew up with a lot of Persian Jews, and, like, we're all hairy. Yeah. So I, I, I don't remember anyone bullying anyone because it was just, like— Everyone was fucking hairy. Oh my god, that sounds liberating. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I, but now I'm thinking about like southern, the curls, the sun in, right? Yes, like that. If honestly, if that trajectory like would have continued for me, I feel like I would have fit in more. <laughs> actually, um, but I wouldn't have right, been accepting like myself. Right. So this is the thing. Like, I've, I'm like listening to you, and I'm thinking, how, what was the journey from being bullied, from you know, all of that to being sort of the poster child of loving your body, truly. Tr- I mean, I hear you. I feel like Your neutrality around 
your size, your your love in your skin. I see your pictures. That Coachella carousel was Oh my tall. God. I post that every year because people people love it again. It because it's art. Because yeah, what, well, because well, people get a lot of saves because you don't see like just like big booby curvy girls like wearing especially wearing like more revealing you outfits really to Coachella. Don't. You yeah, really you really don't. don't. How did um, this how did what was that that journey like? And I think I was there a moment in time where you were just like, actually, I'm gonna have fun with this. I don't care if you like me. It, I like me. It's like it's comp. Well, it's complicated because J.K. Rowling has a little bit of. It's like you know, but really, honestly, Harry Potter. And this sounds ridiculous. No, I know a lot of people who Harry Potter changed their life. Yes. Tell me. And honestly, movies like that, but that was really one of like the big defining ones. And this sounds like so silly. I think now being 31 to like say out loud, like the like beacon of hope that I think feeling like an outcast, feeling like this kid that like doesn't have the right stuff, doesn't fit in. And I think, and I also didn't have a mom to like talk about any of this with, um, really just made me feel like it what I mean when you look at for better or for worse when you look at so many movies about like dead parents the the kid comes out on top like they make it they like end up making this beautiful life for themselves and like they work really hard to like make it happen and that honestly like even like all these Disney movies that are like that and stuff like that always gave me so much hope Oliver The Lion King yeah like all Bambi and in, in most Disney movies, the parents are like frozen. Like literally, frozen. Like, there's like a consistency that's always right, there. Right, because, you know, first of all, it like hooks the child in, but it's like such high stakes. Yeah. Um, I think that they all derive from these like old stories where, I mean, maybe just at the time adults di- died more. I don't know. But, maybe, but but then you saw yourself. Yeah, yeah. And again, Harry Potter being like one of the biggest ones, I read the books and that was really... Um, I just always had this hope that I was going to have this like magical power type of thing within me and be able to do something that I loved. I And you do. I, and yeah. you did. Yeah. This is why I think art is so important. Yeah. Storytelling is so important. Like you saw yourself and that mirror was... Life, life changing. Yeah, life affirming. Yeah, you weren't no, alone. Yeah, yeah, and you I, were the hero. You, you actually are the hero. Yes, that's like more. I feel like the the wannabe actress in me. That's always how I kind of felt. Like as if it all would, if I worked hard enough, that like I would be able to do something that I loved, which honestly is what I do. I wanted mm. to do it since I was like 16 years old. Mm. My first class always used to be computer class and I would log in and like look at like Sea of Shoes and Fashion Toast and like all of these girlies that at the time were like, uh, I don't know, they just were really big bloggers. But they the best part is they weren't even getting paid for it. It was just, they just loved doing it. And, uh, and that, yeah, I just wanted to, I always wanted to move to New York. I've probably seen the Devil Wears Prada like, 500 <laughs> upward of 500 times it's a it's a good film it's so good the soundtrack's really good the soundtrack's really good yeah I didn't know that no it's a really great film and you did it yeah. you totally did it yeah I can't believe I actually cried whenever everybody thinks that I paid to have a nice view of my hospital room I really didn't <laughs> we really just got this really beautiful view and where did I you just, deliver? At Mount Sinai West. Me too. Oh my God. I was thinking, that's why I asked because I was like, wait, I didn't really get no, B2. It was a really beautiful view. Of course, like there's like a Reddit page that's dedicated to like hating on me and my friend group. And they think that I- Oh my gosh, well, I, you really made it. I, I guess. Yeah. And they think that I paid to have this room and I really didn't. It just, I just happened to get this room, which, um, and looking out the window, holding my daughter that was born in New York City, I was just like, I don't know. It was such like a feeling of, wow. Like, mm. I I made my life look exactly how I wanted my life to look. And feel? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like your love with Danny? Yeah. So special. Yeah. How'd you meet? We, oh my God, I was working retail. And he, this is actually a uh, a funny story. So- at the store IGWT and Gabby Trust that I was working at um, in Williamsburg, it's it was on Bedford. Uh, 
he came in and I'll never forget. He had this cool oversized trench coat, which turns out was his friends and he was borrowing and these like big oversized black headphones. And he just looked really cool. His hair was like very eighties. Like it's funny. Cause now he's very buttoned up and isn't this much, isn't a vibe like that anymore. Um, but we know it's still within him. I, um, and he came in, he's a vibe. He, it was very like, like he's the type of guy who used to ask for like a certain kind of haircut, but now the, now he's, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But so he's a dad. He, he has other priorities. Yeah, he's a dad. He's he, he's he's a professional man now. Um, but he came in to the store, and I was helping him. And I just I like again. I I love. I honestly like loved working retail. I really loved like selling things and helping people like figure out what was going to work for them. Or it, honestly, the same thing, like making people feel great in what they were buying or what they were wearing or people being like, oh, I, that's not good for my body type. And just being like, fuck that. Like that's, that's who the magazines that fed us that bullshit, like that's done. And so even him trying shirts on, um, I was like, he need another size. And I was like, I actually just got it transferred. If you want, I can grab it out of the back. You can try it on blah, blah, blah. And I, he tried it on and I was just like, oh my God, it looks so cute on you. Like you look so good. And it did, it really did. We still have the shirt actually to this day. <laughs> um, and I was like, you look so cute in this shirt, like blah, blah, blah. And especially men are like, that aren't used to that. Like he, he was so nervous and I could tell I was making him really nervous. So I was trying like not to, I was trying to like lay off of it a little bit because I didn't want to make him too nervous. And then um, whenever he was checking out, which he always loves to say, he was buying the shirt that he absolutely had no money to buy the shirt, but he was <laughs> buying it because that's how good I was at my job. Nice. Um, and he was checking out and I was asking him, he just moved to New York like a week or two before. And I was like, oh, one of my roommates is actually going to be moving out. Like, let me give you my number. And if you want to like come see the room or anything, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like midway, no. midway through, I'm like, because this is the thing, hot guys came into like this place all the time. It was like a minefield for hot guys. But rarely like were they actually into me or a lot of the time like they were already seeing someone, like whatever it was. And I was just being casual, not even thinking this guy would be into me, like just normal. And then midway through, I start realizing, I'm like, wait, I think this guy is kind of into me. And I'm giving him my number to be my roommate. He's the love of your life. Like, I was like, what? Why am I giving him my... Um, I, I, so then, you know, whenever something, your thoughts start shifting like midway through when you're doing something, <laughs> and then you can hardly hold a conversation and you're kind of like mentally freaking out. That was me. And I'm like giving him my number, but then I'm like oh my God, like this guy's cute. I, like he, like, I, and I was just like, okay, like, bye. Like, I'll see you later. Like I, cause I was like, this can't get any weirder. Like he needs to go. So I was just like, bye. Like, I'll see you later. And he actually called his friend and was like, should I text her? Or does she, do you think she really just wants me to be her roommate? Like, I don't know. Well, I just and need everyone to know that Laura's dying in the background. <laughs> because you ended up roommates. I mean, you got your no, way. No, we did. We <laughs> She's the hero, guys. She's the hero no. of the story. He, so then he ended up texting me and we did end up getting drinks and the rest is history. But no, he did end up moving in with me like literally like three months later. Wow. And that's why I'm always like any of my friends, if they move in really quick, I have to catch myself and be like, no, I can't even judge. Um, I can't judge you. I'm like, I, it, me and my husband uh, have been together since we're 18. And uh, we, I was 21. Yeah. We moved in fairly quickly out of necessity. Also. Yeah. So yeah. it was, and been living together ever since. Literally. <laughs> ever my, since. For the first like month or two that he lived with me, he, my roommates didn't even know. I was just like sneaking him like in and out at the same time that I was. And then he would go like, just work at a coffee shop and stuff like that. And yeah, but that's beginnings. how we met. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it so much. I love your posts about him. I love, I, I'm i just like a big fan. So, <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, really. Y'all made me feel that anytime you need an ego boost, please have me back. Oh, because this was, this was the ego boost that I needed. Oh, great. <laughs> Great. Okay, so we do like to just um, give out, give our our girls and our guys a heads up about motherhood where we can. So if you have any parting words, yeah, um, I'm like, how long do we have for these I mean, parting uh, words? I don't know. How, what, what what would you say to someone interested 
in um, in the mom life. Maybe someone in, they're interested in motherhood. Like they're thinking that they may be, maybe it's for them. Yeah. Like what didn't some what didn't people tell you besides the sleeplessness? The sleeplessness. Yeah, that's like probably number one. Um, if you feel called to motherhood or being a mom, for me, it's the most beautiful journey that I have ever been on. Like I think that I have a unique point of view where I didn't have my mom. So all these memories that I make with my daughter are so special to me. And I just like love her so much. I never knew that I could be so connected to someone ever. Hmm. And and everybody says to me- Get it? Ever? Yeah, ever. I know. Anytime I read a book and it says ever to him, I was like, ever. Um, and I also, also, everybody's like, oh, you think you- you love like your partner so much, but then when you have a kid, like it does like shift and change, and it's so true. <laughs> it's a different kind of love. It yeah. is different. And the, yeah. and the love that you share with now, like the father of your yeah, child, yeah. is different. Yeah. Even though that was a really cute story you told, I really liked it. <laughs> no, um, it's you really come cute. Back? Will you come back? Yeah. And anytime, um, Laura really wants us to be friends, and I'm into that. Let's In literally Brooklyn. let's do it. Okay, but now back to the now back to the show. Um, so where can we find you? <laughs> um, you can find me pretty much across most socials at Noel Downing, N O E L L E D O W N I N G. And I'm Daniela. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Catch you next week. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time, every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.